Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Analyst Inside Cricket, live at the IPL final. And it's not uh, a game that's going to be won by the barest of margins, uh, I don't think, because the Mumbai Indians are looking very much on top for their fifth title. They just need about 20-odd to win against the Delhi Capitals with plenty of overs to spare and Rohit Sharma looking very dominant. Uh, I'm very pleased to, to say we've got Prakash Wakanka with us all the way from India. Do give us a bit of an overview of the tournament uh, overall. Um, and uh, I should just remind you, by the way, that this is uh, Tuesday night, the final of the IPL. On Thursday night, we've got Phil Tufnell in the Virtual Cricket Club to answer your questions and to give us a bit of banter and also for you to win memorabilia. So don't forget to join us for that. Worldsbestcricketclub.com. You can access uh, our live show on Thursday night, 7pm. Uh, Prakash, uh, though, you, you're been, you've been watching, obviously, a lot of the IPL. Uh, this match, uh, as I said, is, is drawing to a rather anticlimactic conclusion, really. Capital's only making 156 in their 20 overs, uh, which was probably about 20 or 30 short. And then they started so well, the Mumbai Indians, do you, do you, and, and really have never left off, uh, and now lead, needing just a, a few to win, 20 to win from four overs. Um, Delhi looked actually as as a team that never played in the final before. They looked as if they were at a bit of stage fright. Did you do you go along with that, Prakash? <laughs> yes, Simon. I mean, you you go back to the uh, last game that uh, that Delhi played against uh, Sunrisers Hyderabad one, and here's just an amazing catch right now. Not that it's going to make a difference, but that's the end of Roy Sharma, caught down in uh, the mid wicket area, going for his favourite pull of the front foot off. Nokia and uh, some consolation for uh, for the Delhi team. But you remember that uh, the question asked, I think it was uh, Marcus Stoinis who was asked the question and he said, well, you know, Mumbai are a dominant team. It's time they had a bad day at office and that's what we're hoping for. I think that said it all. 
the fact that Mumbai Indians have just been so dominant through this tournament. Uh, firepower with the bat, two great bowlers, a couple of good spinners. And really, I mean, when you think about a graphic that came up during this game as to who's been the best batsman for Mumbai Indians and did not feature Rohit Sharma, Karan Pollard or Hardik Pandya, then you know the depth of the Mumbai batting. They've really been, been absolutely a juggernaut in this tournament. And I think I've not seen them dominate a tournament like this all through the multiple seasons of the IPL. So they'll be deserved winners. Delhi, I think, stage fright, I don't know, just got off to a bad start. I mean, they, they won the toss and you were hoping that they were going to come out and, and put up a good score. First ball, I think it just set the, the tone for the rest of the game, even though there were some heroics from uh, Rishabh Pant and Shreya yeah, and, and the uh, you're right about that. This great start, Trent Bolt and and Jasprit Bumrah are a wonderful opening pair, aren't they? And they reduced the Delhi team to twenty odd for three early on. Uh, disappointing uh, performance actually by Shikhar Darwin today. Had a big slog across the line and missed a, an off break, and and, and he yeah. departed as well. So they must have felt a bit gloomy after that that bad start. But you mentioned the two sort of unexpected stars of the Mumbai Indians side, and I suppose you're referring to. Surakuma Yadav and Ishan Kishan. Absolutely right. I mean, spot on. Uh, these, these are two uncapped players for India. Uh, and they've both made a very big impact in the tournament. And uh, there have been many others. So, you know, uh, this, this IPL, like all IPLs, has thrown up some exciting talent. And a couple of the boys have made it onto the plane to Australia. Uh, but the two that, you know, have really stood out for me uh, are probably, you know, uh, that some some people may not even know their names. They wouldn't know if they watched the IPL. But uh, there have been so many such uh, young players, and that I think is the value of the IPL from a pure cricketing perspective for Indian cricket. That mm. it continues to throw up such talent and just gives uh, that much more bench strength to Ravi Shastri and the rest of the uh, cricket administration. Yes, I mean it should be uh, the lead to India dominating. 50 over and 20 over cricket. Uh, we'll see, I suppose, when we play the uh, the World T20, which is scheduled for India uh, this time next year, or just a bit before this time next year, October next year. Lovely four there, struck by Karen Pollard. Pollard has been an amazing uh, success story as well. I mean, he's played something ridiculous like 400 or maybe even 500 T20 yeah. uh, uh, matches, <laughs> and he's still going so well. I mean, he's just bunted uh, Nofke there, back over mid-off, simple shot over mid-off for four to take them to within 18 of their target. And he's, he's, his strike rate is nearly 200, and he's averaging 64, and he's just flicked another four there through mid-wicket. So you'd think of him as this sort of big, beefy slogger, and obviously he does hit the ball miles, but he's also playing some proper shots here. He has, and I, I wonder, in fact, Simon, that the injury to Rohit Sharma and the few games that Pollard came out to lead Mumbai Indians, uh, much like in the CPL, you saw a different kind of Mumbai outfit in terms of a little bit more of upfront aggression, uh, more positive with field placements, bowling changes, a little more attacking. And I think he brought uh, that added energy as if Mumbai needed any. And then Rohit Sharma has just come back, played a great knock and just ensured that they are going to pick up what this will be their fifth title. What a remarkable cricketer uh, Rohit Sharma is. Um, He's actually, if he, which he's likely to pick up the trophy here, he's played in six winning teams because he played one season yes. 
for Hyderabad. For, for Hyderabad, and, and so so he, he's had an incredible uh, career. Three hundred and thirty-nine T20 international, uh, three three hundred and thirty-nine T20s. Uh, just made his 39th IPL 50. He just makes run scoring in white ball cricket look ridiculously easy. He does indeed. And I remember the, the final test that uh, of Sachin Tendulkar's at the One Kerry Stadium and amongst the many questions that were asked to him on the sidelines of that game was, who do you predict could break your record, Sachin? And he picked out two names. And those two names have gone on to dominate Indian cricket. Obviously, as you would guess, Virat Kohli and Rohit Sharma. And mind you, Rohit's early career was one of those things that people talked, oh, Polar just dragged one onto his, onto his stumps <laughs> and Kaiso Rabada has just picked up a wicket. But he is livid, his Polar, as he walks out, being uh, bowled by Kaiso Rabada. But too little, too late for, uh, for the Delhi Capitals, I'm afraid. But coming back to your question, I think it, there was a time when a lot of us were wondering if he was going to be a bit of a Yuvraj of the early part, not being able to live up to his talent. And then I think somewhere along the way, once he got his mind focused, lost, lost a bit of weight. And after that, he's just been an absolute sledgehammer at the top in white ball cricket for India. Yeah, you think, you think of um, the successful white ball players as being very muscular, you know, the, the sort of A.B. de Villiers and Andre Russell and Karen Pollard and people like that, Ben Stokes, who tries to muscle the ball everywhere. But actually, uh, Rohit Sharma is a, a caresser of the ball, really, isn't he? I mean, he must be stronger than he looks. He doesn't look like someone who goes to the gym or anything, but he, he just hits the ball so sort of nonchalantly. I mean, even the third ball of the, of the innings here, he came down the wicket to Ravi Ashwin, didn't really quite hit it, just sort of bunted it back over the the bowler's heading straight for six. I mean, it didn't carry that far over the ropes. He doesn't uh, really go into go in for sort of hitting the ball 110 metres. But in a way, you don't have to, do you? And and I suppose he's also um, got that very calm, very uh, almost uh, sort of nonchalant, as I say, kind of personality, which I suppose in in the heat of these kind of games is ideal. Well, he is that kind of person as well. He's a bit bit laid back. Some might even call him lazy at times. Uh, reminds me in a very strange sort of way uh, of the lazy ele elegance that we all associated with, with David Gar, for example, if you take away the left and right combination or, or comparison. Uh, Roy Sharma often is seen as if he's not really putting in an effort. He's a great timer of cricket ball. And in some ways, I think the other batsman that comes to my mind is Kane Williamson never looks to hit the ball very hard, can bat in any situation. Rohit Sharma, very similar, very controlled, and yet when required, he is absolutely ruthless with the bowling. And today, for, for me, the one particular thing with Rohit was when he was defending, he was defending test match style. And when he was putting the bad ball away, man, he was just absolutely finding the gaps, piercing them. Yes, yeah, so ruthless in a way, isn't it? Precisely where he wanted. Absolutely ruthless. There's a nice, neat shot by Ishan Kishan, who was the other batsman that, that you picked out. There's a couple of uh, interesting bits of cricket, actually. Ishan Kishan got the 30th six of his IPL this year, so he's headed the six count. But then a little deft shot there for four down to third man. And I thought of the other young Indian batsman that we mentioned, uh, Yadav as well, Surikuma Yadav. Very interesting, sort of unselfish bit of cricket earlier on. A very yes. smart bit of cricket when there was a mix-up between him and Rohit Sharma and he sacrificed himself, knowing that Rohit was the man who would probably lead 
the Mumbai Indians to victory or certainly had the, the ability to, to get them close. Uh, and so he just gave himself up, Kumar, uh, Surya Kumar Yadav. A very, very, unspo a very sporting and, and very smart bit of cricket, that. Indeed it was. And, and, and this is where, you know, the, we often talk about cricket as a game that builds character. And, and when you see incidents like this, uh, Simon, uh, you, you do recognize that these are the moments where uh, the, the opportunity or the, the ability or the temperament or the commitment, whatever word you want to use, of that individual comes to the fore, shows how quickly you need to assess the situation. And then remembering that it's a team game, you let the man who's been there longer, is looking in better nick, uh, you know, stay on and you sacrifice yourself, even though your first two scoring shots have been a four and a six. That is tremendous by, by uh, Surak Maryadha. How about the, the tournament overall, as we just see uh, Mumbai there just easing towards their victory now, just four to win with two overs remaining and uh, plenty of wickets in hand. Uh, some IPLs have been uh, typified by controversy, like the, the man-cadding uh, last year mm. by Ravi Ashwin, and sometimes there's been confrontations with... Uh, players. I remember Dhoni actually last year getting on the field and complaining yes. about the umpiring. And of course, even in the final uh, last year, there was a controversy over a ball that might have been called a no ball. And there was a lot of complaints about the umpiring. What about this year? Has it been fairly eventless, would you say? I think in that sense, it has, hasn't it? I think it's been played. Uh, maybe it's got to do something with the fact that it's been played with this whole global pandemic. People just been grateful to be able to get out on the park and play provide some entertainment for, for viewers around the world and particularly here in India. I think it's been played in, in very good uh, fashion uh, and I think in good spirit as well. Uh, haven't don't really recall any any nasty incidents other than the, the moment, momentary sort of comment here or there. And I think it's it's been an IPL that has uh, uh, sort of provided a huge amount of solace, uh, I think, certainly to, to Indian viewers. Uh, I was telling someone the other day that uh, while there is obviously no scientific basis for it, the fact that India's uh, COVID counts have gone down to the lowest ever during the course of this IPL, uh, maybe just as a result of the fact that people have stayed home every evening and watched this this uh, sort of festival of cricket as uh, uh, Mumbai come up to just one run now required, scores are even, and uh, Ishan Kishan is 33, Hardik is three. They're dancing in the, in the eyes. Those fortunate people who've gotten there uh, enjoying the uh, the sights of seeing their home team win. Mrs. Amban is uh, clapping away, isn't she? Yes, Mukesh's Mrs. wife. Ambani. Yes. The, the and, richest and man in India's Akash. wife. I bet she's happy. Yes. <laughs> she certainly would be. And uh, deservedly so, one has to say, Simon. I mean, Delhi uh, have done well. They've come up to... Oh, he's gone! <laughs> Hardik Pandya looking to, <laughs> to pull one away and he's actually been caught at uh, short mid-wicket and that means uh, they'll have to get the next man in to get that winning run. Uh, smiles all around, Hardik Pandya walking away with a big grin on his face, but uh, that's the, the strange part of it. Uh, not able to put it away, Rahane taking a good catch running away to his right. So, uh, leaving it now to wonder whether it's going to be Ishan Kishan, but he's at the non-strikers end. So, we'll have to wait and see. There's still three deliveries to go in the 19th over. Mumbai doing it without really breaking into a sweat, I think. 
it's been uh, it's been a great tournament, hasn't it? Because you know, despite the crowds, um, they've managed to create the buzz on the field with the artificial crowd noise and the way it's been uh, sort of filmed generally. And also, there've been a lot of close finishes. I mean, perhaps less so latterly, but uh, early on in the tournament, there was one weekend where there was three super overs in right. in two games and lots of you know last over finishes, and which shows in a way that the the auction and the salary cap and the, 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 the way the draft works, sort of throwing all the players into the pot every couple of years or so, does actually work. It gives everybody a chance. And there was a stage in this tournament, wasn't there, about uh, 10 days ago, where seven of the eight teams could still win it with only That's a week right. to go. So this That's is right. going to be probably the last ball. Uh, it's and in fact dug are. out and there's the winning runs for Mumbai Indians. Krunal Pandya actually scoring the winning run there with uh, Ishant Kishan not out 33 at the other end from 19 balls. A, a really impressive performance by him and uh, predictable celebrations for the Mumbai Indians. And actually, it's been a an, an disappointment, of course, for, for Delhi, who uh, was uh, their first appearance in the final, and they failed. But, I mean, actually, I suppose, in a way, you, you mentioned about the, the effect it might have had on the pandemic, the fact that it's kept people at home. This is the perfect final for India, really, isn't it? Because... it. It were arguably the two biggest cities contesting the final, so a very large population involved in this game. Oh, absolutely, most certainly. And I think the, the other aspect of this, of course, is that the losing captain is a, is a Mumbai boy. Uh, while he's leading the Delhi Capitals, Shreya Sire, of course, plays for Mumbai in the Ranji Trophy. Uh, and so in that sense, it's a, it's a celebration of cricket. Uh, someone has to lose. I think Delhi would have liked to make it a much closer uh, game if they could. But the fact that after all these years of huge disappointment, uh, making the playoffs last year and this year progressing one step further, I think Delhi finally might be getting their act together and maybe next year will be their year. Who knows? What about um, off, off the field? Uh, TV coverage, uh, audience figures, you know, kind of sponsors feedback and exploitation and so on, and obviously social media, I guess, has been probably bigger than ever, has it? Oh, through the roof. And, and without question, the, the highest viewership numbers uh, that the IPL has ever had, and IPL has always been top of the pops, advertising revenues, from what I've heard, uh, unofficially, uh, right up there. In fact, I think for the last, uh, for the playoffs, the spots on the television coverage here in India were probably as high as ever. So no, no economic impact there, uh, clearly showing that the, uh, the viewership numbers uh, attracted all the advertisers. You had all the big brands part of it in any case. And I think from that perspective, it's been an economic success. But you did ask me at some point, Simon, to talk about a couple of guys who may, uh, sort of caught my eye, if you will. And I've picked two of them, a batsman and a, and a bit of an all-rounder. Uh, that Parikal, the left-handed opening batsman, playing his first uh, IPL tournament, uh, plays for Karnataka and, of course, plays for uh, uh, the RCB. What an amazing talent. 473 runs, five uh, fifties. Really think he's one for the future. And I think as, as India uh, look to sort of settle into an opening pair in the years to come, he will have a definite role to play. I don't know what you thought of him. But I was very, very impressed with Devdutt Parikal. Mm, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't actually see that much of him, in fact. And, and, and who was your other one? Uh, the other one for me is Rahul Tewatia, the, yeah. uh, the right-hand Rajasthan Royals. for yeah. Royals. Mm. Uh, again, you know, these are unsung heroes. Uh, the, these, are, these are people who probably 
Uh, I mean, Devdutt would probably have a chance at playing India. I don't think uh, Tewatia is going to make it to the Indian jersey ever. But these have been sort of the unsung heroes of the team. In, in the Royal side, with all those marquee stars, Tewatia is the one who's got them close in a couple, won them a couple. And I think just the spirit with which these, these boys have played, and there have been several others, but if you had to pick two, mm. for me, those would be the two. Uh, who've made a big impact for themselves and their teams. And I should think, uh, although Tawati is not the youngest uh, now, is he? But they would have it would have uh, totally transformed their lives as well, in the same way as, the, say, the Patan family were oh, yeah. uh, total rags to riches. You know, they used to live, I think they used to live in virtually, if, the, if not in the mosque, then very close to the mosque. And the only place they could play cricket when they were kids was was in a little bit of the mosque somewhere. And and, right. and now uh, and they were able to buy their, their parents a beautiful house uh, five years later after their success in the IPL. And I suppose the same would apply to somebody like uh, Raul Tuatia. Oh, it, it absolutely would. And, and it's, the, it's the case where, you know, you think about uh, Padikal, again, coming from very humble backgrounds, as did Natrajan, uh, as did Tejasvi Yadav, who actually used to sleep on, on a bench in, in Mumbai. So, so these are tremendous opportunities and if you just move away from the cricket in India for a moment it actually gives you tells you again how sport can dramatically alter the social fabric uh, of, of countries families individuals whatever it may be and think about it it's not just these boys who've come from very humble backgrounds uh, I, I forget now but the, the millions of dollars that someone like Pat Cummins got uh, for effectively bowling four overs in a game uh, is, is again a, an economic multiplier that goes into various parts of, of, the, of the world. Uh, and of course, the individuals and their families benefit immensely. And if those performances can get them into international colors, then that's the, the ultimate icing on the cake, I suppose. There was, a, there was that story about the, uh, the young player for Rajasthan Royals, the left-hander who dominated the uh, under-19 World Cup. And uh, he, 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 he only played a couple of games for the Royals opening the batting, but right. uh, he, he sort of basically lived on a park, not a park bench, but he uh, lived in the groundsman's hut or he sort of slept in That's the right. groundsman's hut quite a lot of the time when he was a teenager in Mumbai at the, uh, uh, at the Madame there. That's uh, right. So again, it's, it's, it's beautiful stories, actually, that you, you could barely make up, the, the rags to riches. I suppose we should just consider, as uh, Rohit Sharma waits for the presentation of the trophy, we should just consider how the England players have done. There was, a, there was an interesting stat, actually, in the Sunday Times this week about the, the England involvement in the IPL and how, in the first year, that um, there was only one player from England playing in the, in the 2008 IPL. This year, there have been 10 and they've made 93 appearances between them. So very much a, an English influence on this IPL, though uh, none featuring in this final. Um, and Owen Morgan, 418 runs, took over the captaincy of the, the Kolkata Knight Riders, did very well. Ben Stokes made the only century by an overseas player, though, of course, in the end, the Royals finished bottom, though only by one loss or one win compared to some of the others. I mean, it wasn't like they were rock bottom there was a lot of teams on similar numbers of points Johnny Bairstow 345 runs Joffre Archer probably one of the outstanding bowlers of the tournament 20 wickets at an amazing economy of 6.55 and actually Sam Curran impressed as well uh, Chennai Super Kings disappointing and sort of dad's army in a way but Sam Curran gave them some vitality 
13 wickets and 186 runs and just had an impact with bat and ball, which will bode well for England in the future. Oh, definitely. And, and you add uh, Chris Jordan and, and uh, who, who's the other uh, batsman? Uh, Banton, is it? Tom Banton um, didn't play much, did yeah. he? A uh, couple of games, I think. But again, made, made an impact. And I think, you know, this is the point, isn't it, Simon, that tournaments like this give different conditions, different uh, environments, different competitiveness to, to players, build their edge. Uh, and, and actually, they take that back to their national teams when they go out and play there. And I think uh, to that extent, the the IPL gains, but also the, the national teams gain. I mean, Owen Morgan, uh, such an outstanding cricketer, I think... Uh, the, the fact that he uh, was able to lead the team uh, in the latter part for KKR, again, a, a terrific, uh, terrific performance. Ben Stokes came in late, took a couple of games to settle down, but we all know what he was capable of and he showed. And Jofra Archer, why? My goodness. I mean, uh, phenomenal. So mm. <laughs> we've had some great quick bowlers. The wickets in Dubai, a lot of us were very worried that towards the latter half of the tournament, uh, they would get really low and slow. But they've lasted well. I think great credit to the to the groundsmen there to have prepared wickets, which have by and large been good. Uh, maybe the Sharjah wicket was a little bit iffy towards the end. But other than that, I think it's been a it's been a terrific tournament. Kudos to the folks who've pulled it off. And I'm wondering what, uh, like me, what literally millions are going to do tomorrow evening at 7:30 in India. <laughs> Yes, I can see that. that. That's obviously an issue. They'll find a sort of soap or something to, to replace what is effectively a, a sporting soap opera, really. It and is, uh, you're is. right to, to mention and highlight the, the UAE because it's become a sort of sporting bubble, hasn't it, that, that it is able to pull off these. So this is the second time they've had the IPL in, in, in this environment. And they do do it very well, even without the crowds. What, uh, what do you think are the prospects for the, the next IPL being back in India, which will be sort of March, April? time how's it looking you say that uh, in infection rates are down the news of the uh, vaccine obviously has excited us here in in, in the uk what about uh, the prospects for india and hosting england in february march and the ipl as well well i mean look difficult to predict isn't it i mean you've got second and third waves happening in different parts of the world lockdowns re-lockdowns and so on and so forth uh, i think for us the big test we're getting into diwali tomorrow which, as you know, is this big, big celebration and big festival, a la what Christmas would be for the West. Uh, I think a lot of it is going to depend on how we come out of that as a nation, because that's going to be one time where, in spite of all the uh, sort of uh, caution about continuing to maintain distancing and so on and so forth, inevitably in a festival, festive mood, uh, there's going to be that risk of additional transmission. Now, it depends whose reports you believe, but if indeed the herd... Uh, immunity piece has really kicked in as much as it as people say it has. One can only hope for a country the size of India that we, we keep this in check. If it happens, I think we will start getting the sporting events. Just last week, uh, the government has now opened up uh, sporting arenas so people are out there, uh, except for cinema halls and swimming. I think everything else is now uh, open and available. So slowly, the lockdown is easing. And uh, if we can prevent uh, a major resurgence, I see no reason why we can't get England here and, of course, uh, continue with the rest of the cricketing season. But fingers crossed uh, is all one can say at this point, I suppose. 
Actually, you say that uh, you wonder what the uh, the Indian public are going to do tomorrow night. Well, that, that that's obviously you've got your um, your festival first, and then the Indian players are heading off to Australia, and without uh, much yes. ado, they'll be starting a, a one day series and a test series over there. I think there's something like thirty three days cricket in forty four days, or something mad. That's, that's so right. So actually, and you I haven't got you're... much time to, to to wait till some more cricket, and the only trouble is going to be, uh, I suppose, the time difference. Um, it, I was about be, to say. I was yeah. about to say that it's going to be fairly early in the morning. Though I think the the white white ball cricket will be played later in the day, so we'll probably be still able to get the bulk of it. And of course, the the startling news, and I, I say startling in inverted commas, that Virat Kohli is going to miss the second, third, and fourth Test match. Um, it's completely understandable that he will want to come back for the birth of his first child, but to to now say that I will go and not return for the rest of the series. Is, is quite remarkable. I don't know what you think about it or what our listeners will make of it because many people, Joe Root most recently and several others, have understandably taken a break, gone back, been with the family and then post the, the delivery have, if it's possible, come back and resumed national duty. Mm. Virat's made it very clear and the BCCI have given him the permission if that was ever required. Uh, so India will, will have a, a different captain for the second, third and fourth test. And who, who will that be? Well, I mean, if, if Ajinkya Rahane is the is the vice captain, uh, so technically him, but mm. now that Rohit Sharma has been back included in the squad, uh, I wonder, it'll all depend, I suppose, on how Rahane goes. If he has a place in the side, he'll probably be the captain. But if for any reason he's not in the playing eleven, then maybe Rohit gets his chance. And of course, uh, Rohit having uh, won another IPL or brandished the trophy, uh, as he's about to do in, in a couple of minutes' time. Um, it's uh, another little feather in his cap and probably gives him a bit more captaincy credibility than Rahani, maybe. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I can I sort of understand why these players are doing it. I suppose if he was at home when the, the birth happened, you could, uh, could see yeah, it could be fairly easy just to, to miss a test match, say. But in the unusual circumstances that we're in at the moment where you've got to isolate again when you travel yeah. and so on, yeah, I mean, it, it is anyway. going to be quite tricky, isn't it? So I suppose he had to make a, a firm decision. He's also been someone who's been quite outspoken, Coley, in saying there is too much cricket going on and they won the Indians have won in Australia now so they've conquered that uh, that land did their last tour so maybe he thinks it's less important than than the birth of a child which you know it, it is basically oh, without question I mean I don't think anybody can grudge uh, any sportsman or any any individual for that matter uh, wanting to be with the family uh, mm. for a new arrival especially the first child and and so we wish him and Anushka well, of course, I'm sure, uh, as, as that day arrives. But before that, there's got to be some serious cricket. And uh, if you look at what's going on in the Sheffield Shield, I, I just caught some tweets from Peter Lalor, our friend, talking about this, this young boy who's got two back-to-back double hundreds. Uh, I'm not sure how I pronounce his name, so I won't attempt. Yeah, it's, it's Will Pukowski, the, the batsman you're talking about, who I think I'm right in saying took a break from the game last year for stress. Yes. Uh, and, stress. Uh, mate, well, that's helped, <laughs> clearly. It, it, it hasn't particularly helped Glenn Maxwell, who did the same thing last no. year. He, he was a bit disappointing in the IPL this time, actually. But uh, what a talent he is. And, yeah, I mean, Will Pukowski, if he makes it into the Australian team, uh, that, that just gives them another, um, another batting star to, to align with... Marnas Labashain, who of course sort of came from nowhere last year, as well as uh, Steve Smith and all the other guys. So maybe he could be uh, piloted into open because that's where they're, with Warner 
uh, they, they didn't really ever find a permanent uh, replacement for, well, a permanent partner for, for David Warner. So maybe he'll, he'll slot in up there. Absolutely. And you've been talking about uh, English presence in the IPL. I, for one, have to say that I thoroughly enjoyed uh, Swanee in the, in the Star Studios uh, for everything that he's done. He's been, he's been absolute live wire, if you will. And today he made this very interesting comment. I don't know if you heard it. Uh, Jayant Yadav, the off-spinner who was brought in for the game today, I think it might have been his first game this series uh, in the IPL and got the wicket of, uh, of Shikhar Dhawan. Uh, and he, he made this very interesting tongue-in-cheek classical Swanee comment saying if they had to bring in someone, then it was great that they brought in a giant. <laughs> 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 which, which I thought was was particularly clever. Actually, but, I wonder yeah, what had happened about uh, to Swanee because we haven't heard, heard much of him over here. So he's obviously being uh, embedded in a studio in Mumbai all this time. Yes, he's he's been he's been regaling us with right. with all his uh, mm. all his antics and all his uh, smart comments. Okay, um, yeah, we've enjoyed having him. Around. He'll he'll have a big following now. Then um, he, he probably can probably go move to India for a while and uh, enjoy a, a renaissance he he second or third wind there. Yeah, might, might mm. even uh, sort of land himself a Bollywood role. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Quite. Well, listen, uh, it's been great chatting to you, Prakash, again. Um, what, one other thought. Uh, the women's IPL, as it was, or the little challenge, uh, the three-way, yes. uh, those matches, uh, did they go down well? Very well. I must say I'm, I'm very, very impressed with, the again, the kind of uh, uh, viewership that they got. Yesterday's uh, well, mini-final, if you want to call it that, uh, attracted a fair amount of viewership. Uh, and also, I think for me, what is very heartening, uh, Simon, is just to see that today I heard, uh, read, in fact, a tweet that Amazon Prime have signed a deal, I don't know for how much, with uh, New Zealand for all cricket games in New Zealand, all international cricket in New Zealand, till 2025 to be streamed live on Amazon around the world. Mm, Amazon yeah, Prime. Yes, well, they, they actually just, did a deal. They did a deal with a streaming service uh, last year as well. I think this right. is a sort of a, an extra uh, ingredient. And, uh, yeah, it's, I mean, it's the way it's going to go because streaming actually in the summer in, in England, because of the pandemic as well, people not yeah. able to get to games, was very successful. The Bob Willis Trophy final was streamed and followed by, I think, n nearly a million people overall. Uh, and obviously in somewhere like India, if streaming comes on there, well, you already have your digital uh, service hotstar, don't you? So uh, with right. all the smartphones and everything, I mean, I mean it's... It's a, it's the way forward. Um, it's and, it, and it's great for the consumer, provided they don't have to pay a huge amount extra for it. It's great now for the spectator and the game. Just pay just pay normal data, which is very very cheap, as you know, in India. Uh, so I think that's that's great again for the women's game. I honestly believe uh, that that we should be seeing, if not this coming year in 21, 22, we should be seeing a six seven team women's mm. equivalent of the IPL for sure. I think the BCCI seem committed to it. I think the girls have done very well. And uh, I don't know if you picked up that uh, one little clip which is uh, uh, doing the rounds on social media of Chantam, the Thai uh, captain, uh, making that absolutely unbelievable stop, running back from short, short third man uh, down to the boundary and sort of doing a, a regular U-shaped dive, if you can picture that. And while being in the air over the boundary, uh, pushing the ball back in to save. I have never seen a male cricketer do or attempt anything remotely like that. 
uh, and it just shows the intensity with which the, the girls have played their cricket. And, and I think that augurs well for, uh, for women's cricket around the world as well. Yeah, it does. And, and that, that, that's, that's a good one for YouTube. And also, so is the Nicholas Poran piece of fielding over it the boundary. Uh, I'll is. post that on my uh, social media actually tonight. Because um, he, he dived and took an incredible catch over the boundary and then sort of flicked it under his body before landing on the ground, saving right. probably four runs, I suppose, because it would have been a six, obviously. And there was and sadly no one there to catch it, his, his return or his flick. But that mm. was the most... I mean, it's bit, fielding in the IPL and in T20s becoming a sort of combination of, of sport and circus almost, acrobatics. It's incredible. It is, it is, absolutely. So it is bringing new skills to the game. Of yeah, and, and it was actually the man on screen at the moment, Karen Pollard, sort of began that really with some of the early uh, fielding catches that he did on the boundary where he'd you know, take one over the line and then flick it back to himself uh, lots of times. Remember yes, a diving you, catch, you, uh, you know, all those sort of amazing exploits, one-handed catches stretching back on the boundary rope and so on. So it's been, uh, it's been a, a stunning exhibition of all the skills of cricket, this particular IPL. And Mumbai Indians are the champions for, as Prakash Wakanka said, the fifth time uh, in the 12 or 13 seasons that we've had. So they really are the kings of the IPL. Prakash, thank you very much for your time. We'll, we'll hope to speak to you again soon. Um, and I'll just uh, remind you that we have Phil Tufnell in the Virtual Cricket Club this Thursday night, 7pm. If you go to world, worldsbestcricketclub.com, you'll uh, find us there. It's all in aid of the Professional Cricketers Trust. It's £6 uh, to submit your entry and, and join the club, but that is for four live events per month. And most of the proceeds go to the Professional Cricketers Trust. And I should also mention, by the way, thank you to Beer52 for supporting this podcast. And the, the beers that they're providing, the craft beers they're providing, I had one the other night, Vocation, which was this flavour of California and New Zealand mixed together. It really was amber nectar. And I'm going to try another one on Thursday night. Uh, you can get a free case of eight beers from Beer52, craft beers from all over the world. If you go to beer 52.com slash cricket and you only have to pay £5.95 and you get a free case of eight beers to try. We want to try some of those on Thursday night so if some of you get get that uh, lined up we can uh, share our tasting notes. Okay Prakash thank you very much for your time again Mumbai Indians champions of the IPL 13. Hope you enjoyed it and thanks for listening. Podcast Network.